Hey guys, it's Sarah G. It is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. I'm going to preface this with, I know that my lip looks like it's weirdly outlined. Maybe you'll notice it. Maybe you won't, depending on where you get your podcast streaming or podcast vidcast. Which, again, I was really hesitant a few nights ago if I was even going to have a big guess because my technology has been on and off. And again, I will mention this throughout the podcast, but yeah, my, um, my lip is getting a little bit of that, like, wind burn, so I was just noticing again, I maybe, maybe not, but, you know, last year when, um, I was saying a few times that somebody mentioned on TikTok, oh, you look like you overlined your lip and it's really gross. Well, nope, it is windburn and I am trying really hard to get rid of it. But like I said, it will be mentioned throughout this podcast that it is very cold in the Midwest right now. It is like below zero, negative wind chill. We are not going to very many places. I try to cover, I try to put, you know, the vapor rub and all that stuff on me, the bag balm, the the aquaphor. Yeah, it's just so cold and dry. And yeah, so if anybody was going to comment that or on my big eyes or my eyebrows, I, I'm not having it today. Just saying. <laughs> and yeah, so as we talk about a lot of things, let's get right to it with the pop culture. I mean, I'm going to talk about a lot of different things today on the podcast. You already know that as a lot of people do who listen to this. Anyway, moving on. The Wiz reboot. The Wizards reboot. And you know what the funny part is? I have over the last year kind of been like, again, my childhood, my childhood. All of a sudden, when you see that, you know, it's only David Henry and Selena Gomez and then all the people who are trying to be like neutral or snarky, but for a good reason. And again, there's a Taylor Swift feeling like that too. I think there's sort of like a lot of us have just realized how old we're getting. And the fact of the matter is though, I will always defend the guy who plays Zeke because Dan Benson is cool. Like regardless of what he was also on Rick and Morty, some other things. So it's like, I know, well, I we know what he's also on, but like, that's not, I don't see that. But uh, <laughs> I just meant, uh, we need Zeke. I mean, Mexico, Mexico, it's a nice Fashion. Anyway, that was really bad. I, you know, but that was the thing. And yeah, so it should be interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know much more than that, but I, it just really sounds like it's Alex and Justin. And that is not maybe, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but what I do know is that if, you know, at least I hope Max is back. I know Jake T. Austin had some ups and downs, but it's like, you gotta at least have Jerry and Teresa in the mix somehow. I know everyone can say whatever about it, but it's like, ah, like, I get it that it's like, I don't want a total, I get it. Part of growing up is, you know, drifting apart from others, but there's just like so much that felt like, you know, this reboot just doesn't, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, a lot of things. And I know I've also, you know, whatever. Is anybody going to check, though, the Ned's pod to see if they have a pulse? 
like after the whole thing of every other show getting a reboot with them because anybody checked in with them on that so yeah there's that <laughs> uh so as we you know move along and try to <laughs> find some other things to talk about because i know that there's like a never-ending cycle in the news and you know all these great other things it's hard to say because it's like, I want to talk about some of the gossip, but I also want to make sure that what I'm doing is an objective thing. And also, I don't want to be like, just commenting whatever. But another thing that bothers me is that, you know, constantly I see and I'll talk about this later, probably. But the whole Zempic craze, the whole chicken of the sea commercial that I keep seeing, by the way, um, I know people are going to be whatever. I didn't really know too much of Jessica Simpson in that era. Again, TikTok kind of helped me see it all. And I started to read. But I'm starting to actually be genuinely concerned a little bit with how she looks. And it's not me, but it's just like that. There is so many eating disorder, eating disorder, disordered eating on the rise with how things are going. Like, I really hope. And um, again, Michelle Trackenberg who we all know as Georgina Sparks from Gossip Girl. We all know her from, you know, the figure skating movie, which is Ice Princess. We all might have seen her in Euro Trip. Scotty doesn't know, you know? Again, I watched a lot of weird stuff during the pandemic. No shame. Uh, but there's just a lot going on, and I can't tell if it's buckle fat removal. And I know that we should have learned from... Chadwick Boseman, but with the between the buckle fat remo removing the, all the Botox and other stuff, I'm just like genuinely curious because so many people look like a cross between a Junior Cooney, which again, we should not be giving a platform. Like, girl really needs help, and I'm not trying to bring on any big issue here by talking about it. I'm just stating a fact that she needs help, and she constantly goes, why there's so many like layers and stuff again it's how i feel about like influencers pushing or exploiting like gypsy rose again i would not trust her completely i just want her to go on and live her life i i mean look i'm not standing by what she did i just that's my point there's like a lot of conversations going on around different things and i'm starting to feel a little like nerve-wracked but yeah it's starting to look like eugenia cooney versus yzma and all i can think about again is the scene where which i've said this in other things the scene where yzma puts like the cucumbers over her eyes and then cronk opens the door or whatever to their little tent and goes yzma ah! and she's like i need my beauty sleep or something like that i really cannot do the impression very well of that woman because nobody can do what Eartha Kitt did. Anyway, that's just... Yeah, I'll get on with other things, but I'm watching a lot of different shows right now. I mean, Tacoma FD, like I said, there's so many more good ones, and I'm starting to notice more writers, so I want to give a shout-out to all the writers, because right now there's so much going on with all of those things. I mean, like, have you seen... Also, separately, just a thing I want to talk about quick with Casting Network, etc., I'm just going to say this quick. I'm not going to get too much into it because of all the uproar that people can have or whatever. But I want to say one thing. I am grateful for the actors that are speaking up 
for Palestine. I am proud of the actors who are still bringing awareness. And even though they lost their job, which they shouldn't, like Sara Ramirez should not, they should not have lost their job in the new Sex in the City revival just like that. Now, Che was not my favorite character. No, sorry, but it's very convenient what is going on there. Melissa Barrera, she lost her job because of Scream 7 and her talking about it. And she should not have been, okay? that That's it. Similar to kind of, well, actually, she's not losing her job, but even hearing Jenna Ortega talk about it. Just the list goes on and on and on. Also, Susan Sarandon, you know, all of them have spoken out in a great way for their support. And we w just need to understand that. And, you know, just I talk a lot about the industry that I'm trying to put my foot in and I'm probably not doing a very good job about doing a podcast that involves some of these hard discussions. And I'm not trying to get too much into it, but still, let's just remember that we can post, we can follow and understand people, learn from people who are experiencing it now. There is so many good creators that I will put in in my bio kind of of this podcast and we can learn and listen from there also not to mention that i have so much stuff going on in my head right now between what's going on with the planet i'll mention that later i think what's going on with the <laughs> so right now i know that i'm kind of late to the game here but we're doing the where i'm watching the boys finally the reason that I held off so long is just because some of the violence and the horror is not really my genre, but I finally gave in and watched Gen V, which I know for people who are very big on in order versus out of order, it's probably better than I, you know, but I had some insight. Like, I mean, I tried to read the cliff notes. Again, I, I tried to just understand, but the thing is when I hear things are gory and violent and post-apocalyptic, yes, I grew up in the Divergent in the Hunger Games kind of situation, like with the books, etc. grew up with that stuff. But now that we're living in this world and with COVID happening, I guess I got a little bit nervous watching that stuff. So yeah, not 100% what I was thinking about doing. But since I binge watched the whole eight episodes, which if you're a fan of Grey's Anatomy, which I know that people are going to say, oh my God, can this girl shut up already about it? No, the funny part is, Karasik's son is in it. And he looks like a cross between Jack Wade and Evan Peters. Oh, yeah, like, what did I just see? Not to mention that him and um, Patrick Schwarzenegger are being like brothers. It is so, though, cool. Like, I am excited for season two already. And yes, when people say horror that I don't know if it really, it's more thriller and that's where I vibe more with. And I'm only talking about this is because it's like, uh, yeah, I sometimes skip over a lot of the gore because it's not as much me. But I love it. Like, I love what the boys, though, has to offer in more, I'm sad that I, you know, kind of took off of it for a little bit. Like, not sure. And maybe that's just my ADHD side. So I did just want to talk about it a little bit because it was just 
it's been weighing heavy on my mind going on. And not to mention that I'm already on like the third or fourth episode and I'm still like sneakily watching like the wiki sites, like the cliff notes, just to fully understand because it's like, I know that it's the superheroes. No one's like good or bad or except for a few people are fully evil. But I could figure out which of the supers were evil like in Gen V. I would argue you don't necessarily have to watch the boys. That's what I was hearing before you watch Gen V, but it might help with some of the characters that are appearing or like tie together something that they're talking about more. Or you, if you haven't watched The Boys season one in a while and you then go straight to Gen V, I think you should go and visit some of the plot stuff that happened in season one. That's all that I'm saying because now it's like, oh my gosh, I can I can see some of this clearly now. It's morbid and makes you wonder what some of the stuff going on behind the scenes are, but it's, yeah. Like, people go, why can't you just sit and watch a show that is a fantasy? The problem is that we are living in a society right now that is kind of making me a little, like, why I don't watch Handmaid Tale? Why I don't watch you know, some of those mops, I just don't feel like it's like, it's like your fight or flight goes out. And I kind of have talked about this, but like, I went through where now I'm on like the right medication for my ADHD and stuff. But I went through so many trials and tribulations that you know what, um, one thing that all these practitioners who have, you know, kept an eye on me or were starting to test me more, when I was little, fight or flight response. I had a very much get out, get out, get out. And that's epigenics and that's a different time. I would love to talk to someone about that. But oh my gosh, like the fact of the matter is though, you know, going back, I had been on, I had been tested for everything and you know, they still weren't completely right with my ADHD being not hyperactive. And you know, I was on Concerta and some of those other ones that didn't work, which they found out later didn't work. But then I was in during the whole opioid crisis thing. So I guess that that was another reason why my parents didn't necessarily want me to be on more med and my brain was developing still. So again, it's so funny how I kind of, I believe that holistic and Western medicine can work together. I'm not gonna push down one's good or one's bad because I don't believe in that whatsoever. I just think it's super funny that I go back and I read through, you know, I had Western standard medicine testing me for all these things that, you know, holistic medicine. And the takeaway is, yes, I am very ADHD anxious. And the reason for that is, I don't know, but my anxiety masked for a lot of times some other things. But it's so funny how my OCD yeah, just kind of took over that whole thing for a while and then got other things. But the more time goes on and the more that I see, you know, therapists with ADHD themselves and explain things it's like oh my god my whole life makes sense now and then watching the whole the supers and ah the this the that watching Percy Jackson and the thing is that like oh shoot Percy Jackson has all these traits which was written because Rodin or Rodane I can't pronounce his last name anyway has his kid had uh ADHD and dyslexia so of course, like we think, and then the whole magic of all this stuff where we think that, oh, cool. And it makes us feel special 
for the kids who can't read as well, etc. But it's like, it's also a bummer when we don't actually achieve any of those things. Just saying. So it's kind of like a never-ending cycle in my head where it's like, okay, I don't really know where to go from here. Um, so yeah, like how how did you feel reading that? Because I felt like it was a little bit sad because you know you realize you didn't achieve that thing and yeah so how was it for you compared to and you know there's just like a lot of people though out there right now that are in the creative world that I keep looking at that have some of the same struggles whatever but it's like no matter how hard you try to get your foot in the door right now especially or in life it's like who you know how you know even to get a basic job and I talked about this in a lot of my other podcasts, I've talked about my frustration, you name it, but it's so true. And no matter how much you try to work and keep it going, like right now, I'm still getting together little miscellaneous pieces and parts for my Actors Access, my Breakdown Express. I know these terms and stuff, but I still don't really like know like how much this is gonna help when they say this and that so I don't know why I went in that circle but again that is life that is ADHD that is that Charlie Day meme where he's like from one to another to another to another to another what just happened what just happened and because I just want to state one thing because it's like I see a lot of actors do have a lot of ADHD stuff and I know that I'm a part of the canceled generation that is Gen Z that is born between 1997 and 2010 and I can get the Pew Research link and the Wikipedia all that to show that. Meanwhile, there is a video circulating separately about, um, you know, why millennials are looking younger than Gen Z or why some Gen Z and Jordan Lee Stallion, who's 26, who's actually my age, and maybe I actually look younger than I am, and this is not me flexing, this is me just saying, but you know how I mentioned stress a few minutes ago and whatever. Here's the thing. I'm going to say that, you know, maybe it, it it displays itself differently, but my body is breaking down like a 50-year-old right now. Like, I have Hashimoto's, I have endometriosis, I have ADHD, I have maybe hypermobility, we, you know, that stuff. Like, again, I may look young and I may have like a little bit better on that connective tissue and genetics, but don't be fooled like for people who are saying, why do we, some of them look 50 and with kids or why are so many of them getting sicker? It's like suddenly we're dismantling everything that was going on in the like generations before us. And I know that I keep mentioning this, but this is just like the theme of how my brain is working. And I just went to the doctor today. Things are fine. We're working through it. We're, we got a plan. But it's just how it is. And it's also like, people ask, why do women have so many more of these issues? Because we've been holding on to so many shit. So many shit and secrets for generations that we've just finally had enough. Yeah. And yes, it's probably caused, before anyone goes, it's caused by the other woman. Of course it's caused by the other woman. Of course the other woman started kind of this thing because they were holding on, holding on, holding on, and snapped, and then... This is not excusing any personality issues, mental health problems, whatever. Like, I have been there. I have been in a weird situation. I know exactly what you're talking about. But 
they have been holding on for so long these other issues that no wonder they've been snapping no wonder they're crazy i want you to think about that the next time you think that this girl is out of the sonkers off the wall jumping from one place to another of course i am because i have to talk quick and i have to try to get my point across and try to have it flow all together because no one cares as some men say in your life or as adults say in your life so if you're in a like generational trauma thing that's constantly going and you feel like you're not gonna get your point across that's why you sometimes chat 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 try to get to the point try to get to the point try to fight and they then people say they're trying to make it easier for you it's not making it easier it's making you more anxious and no wonder it's like you have this many health problems and i'd say growing up in like that like kind of stereotypical white picket fence family that's kind of what happens i'm not saying other people whatever but i just think that like the stress that lives inside of you and you try to talk about it but people don't want to hear about it so it's like the stigma against all of this and i know i talk about this a lot every week but it's like me watching the boys me watching some of these shows displays that perfectly even if it's supposed to be kind of satire about the world around us but that is it and the way that you know how it is and how to get ahead like you know they're doing it on a purely like yes comedic dark comedy you know standpoint but it's true and finally once you start calling out this you kind of like are trying well not trying to be a revolutionist but it's just it's so freeing to see that in media like inadvertently maybe calling out i don't know how to fully describe it but it is beautifully done and I encourage everyone to watch it. I think schools, high schools should talk about it and have it shown. I know people are gonna go, what the hell do you mean by that, Sarah? What? No, because it talks about a lot of things that is so important that our society shies away from. And it, I think especially with things going on in the world, it's more important now than ever to watch things like this, just so you can start thinking critically and, you know, having a lot more of these hard conversations that people don't want to deal with, writing about your feelings surrounding it, and then maybe you'll get a little bit of a more educational understanding. I know it's weird for me to talk about it in this way, but this is just how I personally feel. Like, I feel like there's so much that we kind of shy away from, don't want to talk about, don't want to look at, don't want to see, just kind of keep the mouth zipped. And that's just not always okay. Also, I've had way more time to think about all of this, given the fact that I have been stuck inside this whole entire week because the Midwest is below zero, the wind chill, you name it. Like, I cannot walk my dog at night very, very long because she gets her paws frozen. And I am in, like, such long underwear, which I know people are like, or long johns or whatever the hell you call them. I'm in a bunch of sweatshirts. I'm borderline overheating on one hand because I'm wearing wool stuff and it's good. The heat is finally working in my room and in my place, in my upstairs. But when I go downstairs, it hurts like a motherfucker because of all that stuff. And, you know, it makes me think back to when Trevor Noah and them came to visit and they go, you guys, like a month ago, you guys are like 
gonna have so much cold like i think it's cold right now and we haven't even seen cold and then i see and i understand why people in la i will give texas again like i've said in other parts maybe even today i will give texas the benefit of the doubt just given the situations that are going on and they don't have as much i will give tennessee a little bit the same thing but other than that, if I hear people say how cold it is, I understand that it's cold in, like, L.A., it's cold in Florida. I get that, but it's never going to be as cold as it is here, and people wonder why, even though we try to take the supplements, we try to do this, we try to do red light, we're just going to be depressed because we're cold. Like, the reason why someone's like, you're still depressed? Of course I am. Like, it goes from major to chronic a lot of times, and people go, yeah, you just have the, like, persistent. No. Well, yes and no, but I have had major depressive disorder, and it goes back and forth with the ADHD, but it's because kind of I live here, and not that I don't love parts of this. Like, again, we don't have alligators, we don't have earthquakes, we don't have Ted Cruz. Yeah, we don't have a lot of these other awful things. That being said, we have this. And it's only makes like three months out of the year bearable, usually, to be outside. Not to mention that I'm also hearing about like the rising of temperatures and all this stuff and like how to save the planet. I'm getting very, very, very anxious about that. And that's where I tie again where you watch like the boys and then you see like all this corruption. And again, I am not speaking about corruption like in our own like dynamics or whatever. I'm not trying to lead a revolution or anything like that. I'm just saying, holy crap, like this would be a good use of something if they feel like, you know, Divergent and, and Hunger Games are over. But then again, I also know that they can't always show TVMA in school, even if they get a parent's permission slip. There's just so much going on here. And so that's the thing that goes on in my brain, like stuff like that. But that media would be so helpful. And I know that people are like, well, you can just watch it on your own. But it would just be like where I know you don't want to force kids, but it would just it would just open so many, so many things. So I just wanted to specify that a little bit on this podcast this week because that's just been running through my head constantly. And I think that we all just need to yeah take a break from also social media because even then it makes me think of all the things like you know trying to get in the beta creative fund to try to make money to try to work because again I know I talk a lot on here but I had like I'm contract work I'm trying to keep up with everything and I'm trying to make sure that I do all this uh, stuff but I'm trying to follow by the book well I'm also trying to not lose my sh- I'm trying to not lose my shit because I've lost the last, like, four years of my life. And if I hear one more person, though, say, like, who's in the influencer world, I understand that maybe things still aren't quite going the way you want. But if I still hear you guys and all you guys on Ozempics or whatever lie about things, even the Kardashians, like, all of you say one more thing about working, whatever, out of touch, I'm going to lose my mind because. I try to hustle. I try to do this. I try to do that. And again, it always goes back to maybe it's because I'm doing things with integrity. Sorry if this is a little bit louder or a little bit more of a bumpy kind of week. I've just been very animated in this podcast, clearly. And that's 
we keep going with that being said i don't really know how else to break it down here in this world in this life and i um truly wish i could have more answers not that anybody asked me for this but i'm just trying to get everything that i've seen this week into like 30 minutes and hope some people listen to it because this is the life of a micro creator again this is all my ring lights barely work my microphone is maybe not in the right setting this is like here's the thing i am showing you this like almost raw and completely unedited i edited enough to try to save your ears but aside from that so yeah also i do want to quickly touch on how to touch the kardashians yes kim and her tanning bed which is so bad and she's again we do not follow advice from them we do not follow advice from her and you know what spray tans i know that you want to be darker some of us just want to keep like our little normal color and still it kind of fades even if it's a similar ish enough but we all get paler i just meant that if you go in the tanning bed regardless of white ethnicity what you are so many doctors have spoken out against this also your sister your sister has had melanoma so this is like where i get for psoriasis maybe some of this light therapy but again it just shows like how whenever people want to eat or be like them try to fit with what they're doing they're it's not true like her saying i don't use ozempics maybe that's true maybe that's not but if you have a red light therapy or red light um room or a like tanning bed side by side you know that they have enough money to go and pay for some of this stuff so that is just my takeaway plus that's why i'm glad you know originally some of us followed them because they were the, the relatable family but now they're becoming i mean they're not becoming they've always been out of touch but it was like more like trendy to watch that cringy amount of tv and now it's like you know i could see the boys being having a post-apocalyptic like kardashian thing even though i know that it's a part of a comic series but it's just super funny like i could see so many like twists and turns but again i don't know unless someone's connected but that's just how i feel about the whole situation that is going on and i know that it might have been hard to follow so again i'm thankful for anyone who stayed all the way through this this has been gen z gab episode 68 and we will see you soon